Welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. And today, we have joining me, the usual suspects, Ian with Tweens. 2022, baby, you already know. 2022, 2022. So what's up, Ian? Oh, um... Just a lot of work, and it's still coming. So, um, literally nothing new since my uh, last from the last episode. Um, yeah, it's always coming. Twenty twenty one is over. Twenty twenty two is still the same, but we're chugging along. And also with me, we have Brendan, the new blood. Hey, ho. how you doing, Brendan? Uh, a little hungover, but I am in great spirits. I got to to play some uh some duty with you guys yesterday. Played a little bit more today before AAA Studios decided that we have had enough Call of Duty for the day. Um, and yeah, I'm doing all right. Got some Subway for dinner. Uh, and I got I a, I got a I got a free cookie with it. Good question, Brendan. Yeah. Do you? genuinely like subway yes it is my favorite fast food place to go eat are you okay i'm talking about like sub places like would you rather go to another sub place no over wow okay i mean if if, that's pretty that's pretty nuts dude i'm not gonna if you can find me another sub place that has the chipotle southwest sauce then we can talk but until then, nothing beats that Chipotle Southwest sauce. <laughs> so the quality of the sauce outweighs all the other mediocreness of every other product in that thing. It does. You should interesting. I, the, no, the I, gu- I've had it before. I like. I know what it is. Well, so like the guy that that owns the shop, he knows me by now, and whenever I come in, uh, once we get to like the sauce part. He knows he fucking slathers <laughs> that th- like that thing is moist by the time I get home. Once we get to the sauce part, do you guys call each other by name? Like when you guys walk in, you're like, "Hey, Jimo," and you're like, "Hey, Brendan." Uh, you guys know each other by name like that? No, oh, but man, you guys got to get on that kind of level. But uh, like the fifth or sixth time I went there, he offered me a free cookie, and I politely declined because I'm not really big on. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really big on sweets. And then the next time I came in, he told me that he was offended that I didn't take the cookie. So now I always take the free cookie that he gives me. Interesting. And he, and he gives me a double meat and doesn't charge extra. So what a guy. Right? This guy sounds like a, a class act. If you ask me, he's, he's cool. You should he's, befriend him. He's like a 65 year old Indian man. Very, very nice. I thought he would have been younger, like closer to your age, but. That's cool, dude. I was thinking white guy in my head before you yeah. told me about racist. <laughs> I was thinking like twenty three year old, like white kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, maybe it's just me. I don't know. So before we begin talking about the movie here, we're going to go over a little bit of housekeeping. Again, just want to bring up that we do have a Patreon, and it's over at Patreon.com/RuminationsRadio. Check it out. We have tiers starting at a buck. You get cool stuff. Um, today. We are talking about a movie that came out in 1983. So before we begin, we're going to go ahead and hit that time machine and see what movies came out in the year 1983. Mitch, hit the power. I'll just say the top five in 1983, even though I think the top ten is kind of interesting, but we're not going to get too far into it we were just talking about star wars off cast though and number one was star wars return of the jedi um isn't that like everyone's favorite is that the good one no i'd say the general like consensus is that empire strikes back is the best. oh yeah empire strikes back you're right you're right, you're right. yeah the well, one with han solo and carbonite and all that bullshit that's also a trick question to ask ian because none of them are the good one <laughs> <laughs> i like um <laughs> Oh, what's the one with, like, none of the characters? Rogue One. That's a good movie. Rogue One is a good movie. I'm not gonna lie. Return of the Jedi also, I think now it's kind of gotten to where it's, like, 
split 50-50, but it used to be like everybody pretty much talks trash on that movie. But now I would say it's like 50-50 that people like it or hate it. I I like it. I think it's a good movie. The only um, one that I've enjoyed was, uh, and I think I've said this on the cast before, was Last Jedi. I have. That's the only one I have not seen. That's the most recent one because the... And that's two... the one that you like? The one that everyone hates? <laughs> the like really bad movie? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, Star Wars fans will hate a movie when there's actually competent uh, storytelling devices and ideas put out there. It's really funny how that works. Is there, though? Yeah, it's Doesn't a beautiful. It also... It's it's a beautiful movie. It's actually a coherent movie. A beautiful and it looks movie. good. Yeah, beautiful. like like. Well, I mean, like, all of those uh, films look good. Like you, except for Phantom Menace. But all right, <laughs> I'll check it out, Brennan. Because I've been like I own it on 4K, but I've yet to watch it because the two <laughs> before that, like, burned me so bad as a Star Wars fan that I was just like, I don't really care enough to watch it. Well, but I, 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 a lot I of people do hate it. Oh, and yeah, yeah. As someone who's, yeah. As someone who's only seen, I think, three, maybe four Star Wars movies, it's the only one that I've actually enjoyed. Interesting. Okay. 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 Um, the next five aren't interesting at all, so we're, we're going to talk about horror movies. But I'll, I'll rattle them off real quick. Number two is Tootsie. Three is Flashdance. I know that's a big deal. Dude, Flashdance? A terrible movie, though. I, that was, like, my crush back in the day. You were, like, negative 50. Yeah, How I know, but, like, your crush? but, like, when I was, like, a, a kid and watched that movie. Gotcha. For the first time. Well, that's fair. And then um, Trading Places, great movie. That's a fantastic movie. Yeah, Not it's a great. Fan, actually. Interesting. Oh, my God. Why are Why? you because, Trading Places? Because it has a... Uh, a black guy that comes into some money. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's funny. No. Um, I just, I don't know. I think Eddie Murphy is kind of hit or miss for me. Um, that's fair. So, and, that, and that's a miss in my eyes. That's, that's unfortunate. For me, that's one of my, I would say that's probably my number one favorite Eddie Murphy movie. It's up there for me, for sure. Like, it's in top five. It's just, like, I love when he has the meetings with the guy and he just starts, like, taking shit. Like, it's yeah. it's just, there's just, like, so many subtle things in that movie that just, like, make me do, like, a deep grandpa belly laugh every time. Yeah. That movie's, that movie's really good, in my opinion. Um, I've never seen Psycho 2. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. It's actually pretty good. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's better than the original. No, no. But it is. I, it is very good. It's surprisingly. I've never good. seen it either. Really interesting. I I also like. Uh, so actually, this kind of harkens back to that conversation that we were having yesterday about movies that you know are five star movies, but you you would only rate it five stars because of its importance or, or how, however or you worded, worded sure. that quality. Yeah. However you yeah. worded that um, for me, psycho is one of those movies. I don't particularly enjoy it. Actually hot take. I enjoy the Vince Vaughn one way more, um, but it, it's a movie that I understand its relevance and importance for the genre. So I would give it five stars out of that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we also have things like Christine, which I have not seen. I haven't seen either. We have things like Videodrome. Ooh, ooh. Have not seen. <coughs> Twilight that's a Zone. Good one. The movie. Actually pretty good. Oh, that's the one where uh, James Landis killed someone. James John Landis. Landis. John Landis? Yeah. Isn't, isn't that the movie where the... Oh, director... you're right. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did he kill yeah. someone in real life in that movie? It, no, uh, he hired like subpar stunt people or something, and then they crashed a helicopter and killed like one or two or three people in real life, like yeah. making that movie. Yeah, <laughs> he never got caught either. And uh, <laughs> in 1983, we also had The Hunger. Have you guys seen that? I actually no. only want to watch it because it has David Bowie in it. I'm not gonna lie. I've never heard I, have, of it. I have not seen that. 
It's a vampire flick with David Ooh. Bowie. I'm interested. I'm he interested. looks like a vampire. Today. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, there, there was a. There were two that you skipped that I wanted to bring up. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to rattle them off forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike, microwave Massacre. Never seen it. it I mean, you, you don't you don't need to, but it's like it's a really fun, low budget, culty movie. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the poster here. It looks yeah, the poster's cool. I think actually, I think that's an Arrow release as well. I could be wrong. No. Jaws 3D came out that year. That that was one. that was like, my second. That was the second one I was gonna bring up. <laughs> that movie's so bad. Also, have not seen Jaws 3D, but for some reason, I've seen Jaws 4, so I skipped it. But I never saw the 3D one. Missing out. Hmm. I guess so. Well, today we're talking about Angst. Angst. 1983, directed by Gerald Cargill. I think it's how you pronounce his name, and it stars Erwin Leader as the psychopath. Um, Ian does have dibs technically because he's seen the movie first as far as wanting to talk about it, but because I kind of already know where he stands, I'd like to hear Brendan's thoughts more first. Uh, so, Brendan, what are your ready. thoughts, your juicy, juicy thoughts on Angst 1983? So, I think for me, this movie is a very good example of how the phrase no press is bad press is a very bad phrase because I had been very familiar with this movie for a long time when I was going through like my edgelord freshman college extreme film experience. Uh, every single list that I looked up had this like at least in the top 10. Um, so like I, I went through a phase of watching like Salo, Serbian film, sweet movie, like all those movies that that are on all the all those disturbing movie lists. And this is one of the movies that I had really wanted to watch, but for some reason it fell off my radar. Um, and then the the Blumhouse Shockwaves podcast uh, was talking about it like three or four years ago, and I saw that it was on Shutter. And it was on their most disturbing movies episode. And I just never got around to watching it. So there's so much buildup for this movie for me. And then I watched it. And I was like, what is this? I, I guess I can appreciate the importance of this movie for the genre, which is the second time I've said that on this episode so far. Um... But it was just a really big miss for me. We'll get into why and what missed for you after Ian. Ian, what do you think of Angst 1983? It was, uh, I thought it was a very interesting film. Um, I've seen like extreme, other extreme films uh, like this, uh, like uh, Possession and um, Devils. But it was, uh, it was a very interesting look into like the psyche of, a, of an actual serial like a real life serial killer because this is based on a true story um and i thought that the camera work was uh what made it more interesting uh and just i mean just the whole film itself like it's the it's the director's only film only feature film uh, i don't think the cinematographer has a lot of uh film credits either like it's a it's it's a it's very intriguing so you enjoy it though yeah um i'm kind of in the middle i uh there's things that i appreciate about this movie um the camera work specifically i appreciate more what they attempted to do rather than the actual execution of it itself so for example I did look into kind of how they did the camera work and they built this contraption to sit around his waist, which is why 90% um, of the movie is shot overhead, which I don't like, no, but God. Um, so I thought, sorry, no, no, go ahead. I thought the meaning behind that was to kind of show like his high show that he was on a high throughout that film. 
I mean, I guess it could be interpreted that way. I never looked at it like that. I don't, I don't look at it like that. Um, I, but I, I, I mean, I, I, I could see that, but it's a little heavy handed because the first shots of him in the prison are above him. And then as he's walking out of the prison, you get like the, you get like the view, like a dachshund sized view. Like if that dog had a camera on him while he's walking out of the <laughs> prison, like it looked like they put a camera on a fuck on a dog. Um, yeah, because I, that to me seemed like he, like getting out of prison, he felt like a bigger man. Like he felt bigger than all these other people. He felt like a king again. Like to be he, in to be he, in that domain. He looks so small in the frame, though. Like it makes him look like an ant. <laughs> So I mean, so I mean, I I get where you're coming from with that, but my argument against it would be he just looks so small in the frame. I mm-hmm. think if that's what they were going for, they should have worked more gradually towards it. Yeah. Okay. I do feel like some of these shots are meant to be more real, and especially with like some of the stuff that actually happens um, in the film. Like it's it's just a very real life film like real scenarios yeah i'm pretty sure the only time it ever cut away from it being um over the head is when it showed close up of his eyes and then there actually was just to go along with your theory there actually was one other scene actually and that's when after he kills the family and he's sitting there trying on their clothes after it's already over um it does it there too so um, but I mean, that's, that's an interesting take. I, I wasn't a particular fan of the camera work because I didn't think there was enough variety and I guess that could be like, okay, so that was his artistic choice. That doesn't mean it's a good choice. That's just like, I get that was his vision for it. I just didn't particularly like the, the constant above headshots. I didn't like that. Um, but that being said, uh, I do enjoy certain things about the movie, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But I wasn't, I wasn't as big into it as a lot of people seem to be. I mean, my first complaint, well, not complaint, but the movie starts out saying a polite note of warning. The titles deemed extreme come shrouded in ultra graphic content. Controversy yeah, okay. and well, we need to market it somehow. Yeah. Legal dispute. They they can be as intense as and vivid as they are culturally and cinematically significant. Shudder is proud to represent these trans transgressive, um, the boundary pushing, sometimes banned and totally rad films in their most complete form. For the squeamish, discretion is advised. We'll see you on the other side. That I mean, said, uh, probably do that for a lot of films. They no, don't. they don't. <laughs> but that that just sets like uh, an expectation in my mind that it never reached. Mm. Um, did you guys, Ian? We'll start with you. Do you think it was really that intense that it deserved a? Uh, I do actually like a warning. Um, I think after reviewing this, my letterbox, um, what I wrote on my letterbox review was like, I felt like I witnessed a murder. <laughs> So, yeah, I do think it was uh, pretty disturbing. One of the, uh, the reviews you liked also said that this is officially the most disturbing film I've ever seen, overtaking Audition, Possession, and The Vanishing. I don't think anything will ever come close to this film because it isn't gory, but the killings look very realistic, and I have never seen anything else come close to it. It almost made me quit watching. So... Uh, on that I, note, I that thought is it was cool that, that person thought that that, that is such a faked review. Oh Brandon, my god! Brandon, how do you feel about that review? Do you agree? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That that's a person who thinks that this film is more highly regarded than it actually is, and they're trying to be like, "Oh my god, this this film that all genre fans love. Look how much I love it." That sounds like the most fake fucking thing I've heard in a long time. They sound like you do towards Halloween kills, in my opinion. No, there's a difference. The reason that I say Halloween kills is a great movie no. is because you think it is one of the best horror movies of all time. Yeah, and no one else is saying that. Exactly. 
but this and person, that's your argument towards this person. No, no, it's not. That is the complete opposite. Genre films typically, in all senses, love angst. This person is trying to be one of those people by making an overly shit review. The, the, these things are they're not six in one hand they're two completely different types of reviews so to be graphic and disturbing to me i think it all starts mostly with the acting so we'll talk about the acting in the movie um i think that this movie has very bad acting and i was waiting for well hear me out hear me out i'm not just going to talk shit on it like i have a reason for it no it and, does it does well but like it's more it's it's not necessarily the the acting as it is so the the direction that the actors were probably given in the scenes um what, like one of the complaints i have with the whole home invasion scene which is the majority of the movie is the girl the young girl lacks all emotion there's there's zero going on like it like i could not get gripped or feel anything by this scene because she she expressed zero emotion she didn't look scared she didn't look happy she looked like she was literally trying to balance herself and that was it and she didn't say one word that entire scene she didn't make one noise she didn't do anything it's just unrealistic to me personally and that that lack of realism took it out or took me out of the experience personally. That's why I couldn't like get so gripped with the violence because I wasn't, I didn't believe it was happening. Um, what do you think about the acting in the movie, Brendan? Uh, <clears throat> it was funny you brought that up uh, because this movie reminded me, uh, or that like exactly what you're talking about reminded me of the, uh, I think it was a Hallmark or ABC movie um, called Holiday holidays and handcuffs have you guys ever heard of that uh no so it's it's melissa joan hart and mario lopez and she kidnaps him at gunpoint and holds him hostage for the christmas season and he doesn't do a single fucking thing to try and get out of being kidnapped by this woman and and that and that's i couldn't get that out of my head like the entire time during exactly what you're talking about it's like if someone broke into my house and he only had a knife, I would, it'd be very easy to get away from that person. Um, not just that, but also to be murdering your mother right in front of you and just not show any emotion whatsoever. And it, can we, can we talk about how he tied her to the door handle? <laughs> As if, not that I would ever do this, but like if I was going to break into someone's house, tie them up and kill their family one by one, that's not the way I would go about it. You have tape, just tape her feet together and her hands behind her back. Why do you got to tape her foot to the door and then her hands to her feet to the door? Like it, what? If, if that is how the actual killer did it, bad job, dude. Well, I was going to say, I mean, like, it's like based on true stories though. I mean, it's loosely based, but yeah, um, what do you think about the acting, Ian? It is super awkward, and I think that makes it a little more real because, as as he said, like it's it all happened very fast. Um, like literally nothing was planned. He had something of a great big scheme, and then that's what he got. So I think it. Uh, um, yeah, it is very awkward acting though. It makes sense that no one else in this movie has done anything besides one movie. Can I ask you why you think that it being awkward makes it more real? Uh, just, you know, people like me that are really awkward. Like, the, we don't really know how to act around normal people. We don't know, like, normal actions. Uh, so that, to me, like, seems like something that someone would actually do. Like, if that's happening really fast, then you kind of don't have a lot of time to think or really do anything. So you just, she just didn't do anything. I don't know. Well, is, people, is, is this how though, all of your murder sprees go? I would um, say. We don't I, talk about that, Brendan, especially on cast. <laughs> I don't know. I would say that if, like, I know you're, you're quote unquote really awkward, Ian, but I think that even if your mom and your brother were getting killed right in front of you, you would say something. 
you would do something. You would make some kind of emotion. You would shed a tear, maybe. You would look angry. You would look sad. I don't know what I would do. Anything other than a blank. If this, if we just came home from the opera, like (laughs) expecting to just go home to our pet dachshund and um, handy capable brother slash son, it would just be a fine. It'd be we took we put him to sleep. We'd all we'd all have a nice dinner or something, (laughs) and then we just go to bed. That's what that's what I would be expecting. So when you come home and you have this weird. Super weird looking dude, um, just running around and being super awkward. And wait, so I, I have a question. That bed that was in the middle of the living room was that <laughs> yeah. was that for the what grandma is... or for the guy in the wheelchair? I mean, I we don't know. know. But I mean, the more important question is there why was, no was furniture like, in the house room in the house empty? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like they have a two story house. Like it was pretty big. So, you know, it's it's funny, like the how the killer goes on the search for like what he thinks is an abandoned house so that he can just kind of hide out for a little bit. I feel like the director did the same thing, like they were walking through the woods and was like, oh, here's an abandoned house we can shoot in. What about the furniture? I just get a bed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just just just, just throw a mattress in there. It'll be fine. It'll be real. <laughs> Some mattress and some clothes everywhere. It'll be believable. Don't worry. Yeah, no, it's awkward. Make, make a little awkward mess. It is. Make <laughs> a little mess. It look like a bailiff, right? It's quirky. <laughs> it's quirky, fun, and cute. Um, the pacing of the movie is probably something to talk about. We start off with him getting a backstory of his prior crimes, him getting let out of prison. This whole thing takes place in the span of, I would say, like what? Like just overnight, so like sixteen hours, eight, something like that, right? Like not a whole day. But does it not feel longer to you guys? It does feel longer, actually. When it just feels like movie... one long shot. Like... So, I that's what I thought it was at the end when he goes back to the cafe and the same guy's still sitting there and the same girls are still yeah. sitting there. In my head, I was like, did this all just happen in like twenty minutes? <laughs> like, are they still chilling at the cafe? And then I guess I just put together that it took place overnight and they were just back there. But but the girls are wearing the same thing. I think the guys were in the same thing, too, to be and honest. And he's That's reading why I got the same newspaper. Bunch of night owl dudes. So we have to confirm this. Maybe maybe that's a commentary on... Are Germans, oh cap- are Germans capitalist? It probably has something to do with police brutality, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, man. Well, those those, probably, those police were the most tame police ever. They literally really. they circle his car, and then he opens the trunk, and they don't immediately tackle him. If that if that was America, say me as an American, I kill a bunch of people, shove them in my trunk. The police stop me, and I open my trunk. You think that they're just gonna stand there while the camera Ian, cranes up? Why Brandon, would you? Why would they tackle Brandon, him, Brendan? Brendan. You're forgetting. They're awkward, and awkward people don't respond to any kind of emotion. <laughs> oh, <whatever>. <laughs> but, like, why would they tackle him? Like, he doesn't have a knife. There's okay, no reason to tackle least, him. At least get your taser or your gun. Or True. Get, get your baton so you just, out. You just turn him around and arrest him. Okay, they didn't do that. <laughs> True. True. But it's a movie. Yeah. Ian is expecting true story, the entire world to like not react to anything. <laughs> Dude, like, I'm a robot, all right. So See, I'm not programmed for this. emotions, all right. Speaking See, of robots, that techno soundtrack, though. Oh, dude, the second half kind of slaps. I actually didn't mind the soundtrack. I thought it was interesting. It was just it didn't match what was happening, obviously. But no, um, <laughs> it was good. It was fine. I don't know why they chose that. But it was a thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, so since this movie was one of the most brutal, goriest, most <laughs> sensitive, most vile, <laughs> most grotesque, most volatile movies ever made, um, I guess let's talk about the gore and like the the actual um, special effects and stuff, or practical effects. I guess. What do you guys think? of the killings the, the drowning the the choke out of the grandma the grandma choke out um, yeah, did, did, did you know that it only takes uh 20 seconds to drown in a bathtub no i didn't 
Yeah, that's what this movie that was based on real events taught me. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I mean, he is, um, yeah, like mentally challenged. So he probably didn't know to like stop breathing water. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so I maybe I missed this. How did the grandma die? Because maybe I looked away for a second and then he runs her wheelchair into the wall and she, <laughs> and dies, she dies standing and dies. up. Yeah, she has this weird stop motion stand up. Yes, yes, thing. thank you, thank you. I, I, it looked so weird. So yeah. bad. It, it looks so bad. Yeah, it's the worst part of the film. There was a frame where, like, completely stuttered out and, like, you saw the transition of it, like, not being there to being there. And it was so, yeah, dude, it was bad. And then, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but, um. She died from shock, by the way. Or she uh, died from the pills, but she was, like, in shock before that gotcha is that Great. confirmed or is that your theory i'm pretty sure because because um the daughter was like she needs her medicine so that's just a theory and ian theory <laughs> so she died before the face plant gotcha <laughs> so her lifeless body was... Rig- rigor mortis kicked in right as she stood up <laughs> i was just about to say that I was just about to say that um i don't know if you guys actually noticed this but the it, it bugged the shit out of me because after he drowned the guy and when he was dragging him out of the house the guy was the actor was keeping his head up yeah so like his, his head wasn't laying down i'm like dude you gotta put your head down bro you're dead <laughs> you gotta put your head down bro it was bugging the shit out of me the whole time same with the old lady her arms like kind of collapsed in when they were going through the door was- yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or hey, maybe Germans just hit rigor mortis faster than us. It's true. Maybe. It's true. They're a different breed. Um the, the the kill of the girl was it looked so terrible. Hold on. Before we get to the kill of the girl, uh, we gotta take a quick commercial break. Please enjoy the ads and announcements from the Ruminations Radio Network. Hey kids, it's Don Shanahan from the Cinephile Hissy Fit, one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. If you've been enjoying this show, come listen to Will Johnson and I fight it out over cinema's best and worst on Cinephile Hissy Fit. Find us and all the great shows over on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. And we're back. I mean, let's talk about the main kill, right? I thought it was girl. pretty disgusting. Brennan, what do you think about it? I did oh, okay. not. I thought it looked so bad. <laughs> you thought it looked bad? Yeah, it didn't look good. And it looked like someone was standing below the camera with a ketchup bottle full of blood and was just like squirting little like ketchup streams of blood at him. It, And I'm not talking about color. I'm talking like... Again, like, I've, 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 I've consistency. Yeah, I, yeah, I've never, I've never seen someone stabbed in real life, but uh, I'm pretty sure blood doesn't squirt in small cylindrical tubes. Well, this is based on real events, Brendan. So I don't tell you. Ah, uh, um, yes. <laughs> Ian, what really happened, Brendan? Um, are we talking about like the entire scene, or just like him stabbing her? Let's talk about the whole scene. Because he, like, didn't he, did he not rape her, like, dead corpse? Uh, that was implied, yeah, because his that pants were down. the disgusting part that was, um, that I meant. The necrophilia. Yeah, I thought that whole scene was, um, it was cool. Uh, the... <laughs> 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 that was pretty fun. I, look, look, I, I realize I must be very desensitized to all this kind of stuff, but, like, yeah, yeah, we are. Didn't, we definitely. Didn't shock me though, like I was expecting it to. Like none of the movie shocked me at all. And I know, like, I'm not trying to like toot my own horn or whatever. I'm just, I feel like it was a little played up. Yeah. And that scene was, like, that kill was cool though. Like I did, I did enjoy the kill. The kill was interesting. It was intense. Um, did it not like zoom into perfect. his face sometimes? I don't think so. I could be wrong. Not like really, really close, but it kept panning yeah. between him and her. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty cool. 
Um, I actually didn't mind the blood spray. I thought that added to its like um, intenseness. It was pretty crazy. Um, I don't know. Um, we kind of already covered the ending with the cops, but overall, um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I I feel like this was uh this was on purpose to try and create like some sense of of uh chaos and disorder but they broke the 180 degree line so many times that it just started to piss me off like it 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 went from being experimental and quirky to just really bad filmmaking do you want to explain the 180 rule uh yeah so if you uh if you have one or two subjects in a frame uh you create a line between them and the camera can only move and cut to one side of that line to create continuity within the shots so for instance uh when he's running through the woods he goes uh from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen to the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen so that you know which direction he's going and then out of nowhere he goes from the right side of the screen to the left side of the screen um and the the camera just completely cuts through that line and that's just one of i think i I was writing tick marks down every time i saw them and i think it looks like i have 18 or 19 tick marks and for a movie that's 75 minutes long well 70 with five minutes of credits um it it was so prevalent like if you would have done it three or four times i could understand how that would create um a a a sense of of chaos um but it just got to the point where it was done so many times it was just infuriating well said Bruno. Oh, and also the other thing that really bugged me was after he shaved his face in prison, he walks out of prison with a fucking glob of shaving cream on his ear still. <laughs> Did anyone else notice that? He's something about married it, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least it wasn't a uh, wasn't shaving cream there. <laughs> no, I actually did not notice it, but um I believe it. I don't know. Um I I I think I thought you would have been more passionate about your stances ian because you gave this movie a four and a half out of five right yeah. on uh letterboxd i feel like you would have had more conviction in your responses we're just over here giving your one of your highest rated movies a san diego hello <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean in, there's no in, point of arguing i mean it's, it's it's a movie that i like and it's a movie you guys don't like so i mean that's we're, we're different people so. oh no i'm not looking for an argument i'm just more looking for a more like passion Looking for more, uh, like I want I mean, you to ju- I, like I want to convince me. once, and it was last year, and it was a random watch. So, gotcha. Um, I did really enjoy it. I thought it was very, very intense, and I thought it was a longer movie than its runtime. Um, that's that's how it felt, anyways. Um, felt like a whole night of chaos, and I just. I didn't know anything about this film. I I haven't even heard of it. I've seen like the poster for it on Shutter a bunch of times, but that's about it. I didn't know anything about it. So I'm um, going in completely blind. I was very impressed. Can I just say the poster is fantastic. It is a good poster. Like the the poster I think does not live up to what the movie is, but there's so much like anger and sadness and like just pure emotion in the um in the poster for it like i that that might actually be one of my favorite movie posters i would totally get that framed which one the one with the the woman and the knife yeah yeah where she's like looking back and screaming in the knife because like you have the knife at the top of the frame uh but like the shadow across her mouth of the knife and like the pure white light that's like bright light that's on her and then just the complete pitch black background like and and the font that they use for angst is so rad um like everything about that poster i think is what a good uh, what uh, is a very good example of what a movie poster should be maybe i enjoyed the poster more than the movie 
why don't you marry it, Brennan? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was expecting this movie to give me some some type of feels. It's like because this is in a like sense a Kyle ass movie. I like crime shit. I like serial killers a lot. Yeah, and I I thought I was gonna enjoy this movie more than I did. I didn't dislike the movie. Um, I don't think it is nearly as disturbing as the warnings and people review it as. Um, but the way you felt during this movie, Ian, was the same way I felt in Eyes of My Mother. Like, it gave me feels like that. It gave me feels like that, where I was like, fuck. Like, I feel like I was, like, I, like, I felt that was real. Like, more real than this. Um... And those are the feelings I was looking for when I was watching this, but they just never came about, unfortunately. That's a cool point of view. Yeah. Because, like, an extreme extreme movie to Brendan is Mother. An extreme movie to you is, like, um, as my mother is an extreme movie. Me, so. Yeah, because I didn't even rate it that high on the disturbing scale. I gave it, like, a six. I don't think the eyes of my mother, like, it is disturbing, but yeah. something about but it, it something about the execution of it made me feel something. Yeah. So this movie just spoke to you that way. And uh, I was hoping, I was really hoping it would because this movie got hyped up. I didn't know anything and about it. And I mean, you guys went in with hype. Like no, I had but, literally nothing. But I also, that, that's true. But I also did not um, like know anything about it. I haven't seen anything on it. Like I went in blind as far as like content quality wise. Like I didn't know how good it really was. I haven't seen anything on it or trailers or whatever, but I don't know. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't, jive with the old feelings and it is what it is but um anything else you guys want to cover what do you guys think about the internal monologue is that what it's called when you can oh i thought it was so annoying the voiceover and the, the person said i didn't mind it um i liked it it was fine it didn't do anything like okay as far as the way the story was told I think it makes sense because it's, I mean, you're, you're tagging along with him. You're on his back pretty much the entire time. So you're in his head yeah. and you're going through the shit he's thinking about. So from a artistic choice, it makes sense. And I'm cool with that. Um, I did not dislike it. Personally. For me, it gave me uh, <clears throat> vibes of like, well, a Clockwork Orange did it. So why don't we do it? <laughs> I mean, gotcha. <laughs> no, I, I see a lot of similarities between these two movies. Well, not yeah. not not a lot of similarity, but there, there's a lot of things that I I could point to of the movies being similar. And I just feel like this was a lesser director saying, "Well, it worked for this psychopath movie, so it'll work for my psychopath movie." The or would, he, or is... would he be a sociopath? I don't know the difference between the two. Because he doesn't show much emotion. Sociopaths don't feel any emotion, I don't think. Okay, well, he said that he enjoyed it, so then he would be a psychopath. Yes. Okay. Clockwork Orange also doesn't do, like, the... It doesn't do it the entire movie. It's a lot more third-person perspective than it is this movie. I think this movie pretty much sticks to it the entire movie. So it's consistent, at least. It doesn't try to, like, copy... Like Clockwork Orange to a T. Like it's not really. Oh yeah, no, no, totally. But there are similarities for sure. I um, feel like they almost took what this um, killer wrote down for this movie and then just narrated it for the film. So you think the writing was that good, huh? No, no. <laughs> the killer's not a writer, obviously. But I feel like the, his like thoughts and his point of interest and um, what he got aroused from and. Uh, all that was very, it, it might have been pretty accurate. Um, like the dialogue didn't felt. feel scripted to you, it felt natural. No, it felt, it felt scripted from that killer. From the killer. Yeah. Gotcha. Wait, do you think he actually had a part I in don't this know. movie? <clears throat> no. That would be, be kind of cool though. If I'm, like, if I'm going out on a limo, I'd say no, but that would be. Like if he actually wrote down his thoughts and they interviewed him and they just took that dialogue and see if that was accurate, like if that was really the case, that would make the film disturbing. Then, like that yeah. would push it to that next level to where all these people are talking about. That, that would put it's it not at a right. ten. That put it at a ten on the disturbing level. Yeah, exactly. 
That sucks, man. I wish we had that information. <laughs> Dude, I, I can almost guarantee that's not the case. But people are talking about this movie like that is the case. Yeah. Like it's that fucking disturbing. And I, I, I just don't I don't see it. But that grandma face plant though, at a tent. At a tent. Like at how a ten well, for that scene, I'd probably well give it like planning, a, like honestly. Zero. That should have never happened. Ever. Yeah, you're right. I, I I feel bad for this, but when when the dude gets flipped out of the wheelchair, it made me laugh just because of like how how, how it was filmed and acted. It was just like it looked it looked so um, it looked like they practiced it once, and then he was like, "All right, just go for it." Just go for it. I mean, the whole scene's acting was so bad that it took me out of the experience. It was almost comical. Like, I'll give it to you. Like, it was almost comical. Like, I don't see how anybody can get that fucking entrenched in, like, I don't know, man. It was super awkward. Like, everything they did was just not believable. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess normal. Not normal. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, we're going to end this episode with, is it fresh or is it rotten? After or, the reviews. After the reviews. Okay. Thank you, saved Thank it. God. Oh, Jesus man. Christ. That was about to go down a spiral, dude. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Wait, don't we also hey, no, do uh, Ian's disturbing scale? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We let's can do, do that. Now. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that right now. How did I? I didn't. I don't have a name for it. I still don't have a name. Disturbance. Months. I know. Okay, we could sing the Rihanna song. Disturbia. Disturbia. I don't know the words to this song. Disturbia. I'm really sorry. That's the story of how we got copyright claimed. Oh yeah, scratch that. All right. Rihanna takes our money. Give her hate. Where would you put this out of 10 on the disturbing scale, Brendan? Uh, four. Dude. Okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure I, ra- I rated Eyes of My Mother higher than that. I think I gave, yeah, it, I think give it a five. Yeah. yeah. Brendan, what would you give this? Give, I mean, um, Ian, I'm sorry. Oh. Um, I'd give this a seven. Solid seven, huh? Felt- what I gave the Eyes of My Mother. Yeah. yeah. I would give this... I would probably give it a four as well. I mean, I actually want to give it a three because it's just so funny the way it plays out <laughs> with the acting. And but uh, what it's trying to say and do, like the whole situation's fucked, I guess. So yeah, I'll give it a four. So that gives this angst 1983 <laughs> an official red rum disturbing meter rating of a five. Okay. Which is Where's fair. That? It's a very uncomfortable it's a it's an uncomfortable movie. Have we only done two episodes now? Yeah. But that okay, so the eyes of my mother is at what? A six? It was at a six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think this is absolutely more disturbing. But you know, it it, it doesn't have a disclaimer in front of the eyes of my mother, so maybe it's not. Maybe I'm wrong, you know? <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> What did you think? about angst 1983 final thoughts and rating go final thoughts uh didn't live up to the expectations that it hit uh i can see why this director never made another movie um i would have to give it uh, i'm gonna add five points just because they didn't kill the dog um so i'll give it Oh yeah, there's a dog, a cute little dachshund. Or is, that is cute that dog, is? man. Is it is it a dachshund? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, dude. Honestly, just on a side note, That's a the dog. most disturbing part of this movie was the fact that the dog saw his whole family murdered, and he, <laughs> and he showed more emotion than the rest of the actors. <laughs> Well, right. I, I mean, also the other, the, so true. the other disturbing thing is when he's feeding the dog the sausage, he's like, he's like gripping the sausage in his hand and like yanking it away from the dog as the dog is eating it. And I mean, he's yeah. a sick man. He's a he's sick a psycho. I mean, um, what they do. 
So because they didn't kill the dog, I will give it a 54. 54 Brendan. Ian, final thoughts and review. Um, going in with no expectations. Zero. Highly impressed. I like the camera work. There were some really great shots, really great overhead shots. It did feel a little pretentious at times because there was quite a quite a few quite a few of them. But overall, I think it was pretty disturbing, and I, I do um, think it was very tense. And I do feel like I was witness of a murder, like um, just some of this film. Man, uh, it was it was pretty disturbing. Pretty disturbing for me. I'm gonna give an eighty. Seven, baby. 87. Bum, 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 bum. Damn. Okay. Um, as a horror fan, I'm glad I watched this movie. It wasn't terrible, but it did not live up to the expectations that I went in with. Uh, the kills were cool. I actually enjoyed the last kill with the girl. I think it looked cool. That was the most intense part of the movie. The dog losing its family was heartbreaking. I felt for the dog. I wanted to take the dog. Um, I, I wanted to save him. And every time the killer looked at that dog, I was like, that's when I got on the edge of my seat. I was like, if this guy Don't kills you the fucking dog, him. I am yeah, that, going that was, to lose That was it. the scariest part. <laughs> that was the scariest part of the movie. Exactly. That's what I'm telling you. Um, <clears throat> the camera work, I was not a fan of. It was consistent, which is cool. That was the artistic choice it seemed like he was going for, being in the mind of a serial killer. I didn't particularly enjoy it. The soundtrack was fine. That's where I'll leave that. And um, the acting was just so bad. It was, it was unbelievable. It took me out of the experience. And if it wasn't for that, it would be rated higher. But it's going to be a 67 for me. Cool. 67. I wonder what Dom... Would think about this film. I actually am very curious about it myself. I'm gonna watch it with her. Um, I don't think because she hasn't seen a lot of disturbing films. Yeah, but she's <laughs> trust me, she won't find it that disturbing. I mean, she might. I don't know, but uh, we'll see. Um, I'll I'll report back actually because I'm gonna watch it with her, and then on the next episode, I'll let you know what she thought of it. Gotcha. Um. So that gives Angst 1983 an official Red Room score of 69. Hell yeah, we got the baby, and it was this film. Fuck you, Brendan. Baby. Um, we got the meme number. I will say something, though. Good. Even though the acting was terrible, I feel like that I may enjoy it more a second time around. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm getting that feeling that it may grow on me. But as of right now, I, it's where I stand. I will never watch this movie again. I'm going to watch it at least one more time. So, That being said, we are now moving into how we're going to end every episode going forward with Is It Fresh or Is It Rotten slash Frozen. We read the description. Oh, I read the description of a film. They have to guess if it's fresh or rotten. And the percentage, they can get up to two points per question, or one point per question, two points total. Right now, we're sitting at a tie. It's 1-1, isn't it? Uh, I'm telling you it's 1-1. Okay, it's 1-1. No, it's 2-2. It's 2-2, yeah. It's 2-2. Okay. 2-2. All right, so this could break it. Or we can go into another week (laughs) of a stalemate. Um, Number one. Angela Baker, a shy, traumatized young girl, is sent to summer camp with her cousin. Shortly (laughs) after her arrival, anyone with sinister or less than honorable intentions towards her gets their demise. Now, this week, we're going to change it up a little bit. We are now going off of the user ratings, not the critic ratings. Okay, yeah, because there is a difference. The critic ratings are the percentage of people that liked it to don't like it. I understand. But thank you for the clarification for the audience. (laughs) They're welcome. (laughs) So, the description. Genre is horror, mystery, thriller. Is it fresh or is it rotten? I'm going to go rotten. 
It's just wait, wait, wait. You, you said you said based rating. off of user reviews. User reviews. Uh, but it is a cult film. Uh, no, I'm I'm sticking with with uh, Rotten. Rotten and Ian. It's unfortunately, I think it has to be Rotten. It's a cult film, though. You could always change your mind. So you guys are both correct. It is Rotten. Okay. One point awarded each, and now the percentage. I think it's. What's the lowest you can, or what's the highest you can go for Rotten? I think it's once it drops 60? under sixty. So fifty nine, I think, is Rotten. I'm gonna go fifty five. Uh, I'm gonna go fifty four. And we're doing this within seven, right? Yeah. So you guys both get awarded a point. It is rotten at 59% with 10,000-plus reviews. It is Sleepaway Camp, 1983, directed by Robert Hiltzik. His highest-rated film is, in fact, Sleepaway Camp at 78%. Great movie. Number two. Donna Trenton is a frustrated suburban housewife whose life is in turmoil after her husband learns about her having an affair. Brett is a young boy whose only companion is his pet dog, who in turn is bitten by a rabid bat. While Donna's husband is away on business, Donna and her five-year-old son take their car to the car shop. The car fails, and the family dog gets very, very sick. Is it fresh, or is it rotten? That's a lot of random plot points. Is that is that Cujo? It can't. It can't be right. Rabid dog. Rabid. That's the only thing I got from that. I, I, but don't, why would they bring up the bat thing? Well, <laughs> I'm going to say it's Cujo, and since I don't particularly enjoy Cujo, which is actually also from 1983. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm yeah, gonna, theme going here, huh? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say uh, rotten. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say rotten just because I'm not a big fan of it. I think it. I think people enjoy it quite a bit. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fresh. Brendan takes this round. Damn. Isn't that rotten? Guess the percentage. Uh, forty. It is rotten at 45%. So he gets the second point with 50,000 plus reviews. Genre horror mystery thriller directed by Louis Teague. His highest rated film is Cockfighters at 100%, 1974. Number three. After a young great white shark finds its way into a sea-themed park, the facility's attempt to keep the shark in captivity has dire consequences. A much larger mother shark appears in search of its offspring. Is it fresh or is it frozen? This has to be Rodney Lake. This has to be Jaws 3, right? <laughs> no, it's Jaws 3D, Brendan. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jaws 3D. I'm going to go like 10%. Uh, yeah, it, it's got to be rotten. Okay. So you guys both think it's rotten. You guys are both, in fact, correct. It is rotten. Guess the percentage. I'm taking advantage of my voice almost going out. <laughs> Ian, what did you give it? A 10? Yeah, You give it a 10 out of 10, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 20. You guys are both correct. It is rotten at 17%. You barely made it in with 100K reviews. Horror mystery thriller directed by Joe Alves. His highest rated film is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. 94%. Oh. I thought that was a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Look maybe, maybe he just produced it. No direct. Wait, no. <laughs> uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wasn't that Steven Spielberg's like one of his first movies? We're moving on. Just, okay. you know what? He also co-directed it, so it's fine. Um, I'm kidding. I don't know that. Number four. Fed up 
with his wife's bad cooking, Donald kills her and turns to cannibalism to satisfy his appetite. Is it fresh or is it rotten? What? Fed up with his wife's bad cooking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Donald kills her and turns to cannibalism to satisfy his appetite. Uh, and this could be really any movie. So You're right. It could be. I'm uh, I th- I think I know what it is. I'm gonna say rotten. To tie it up, I gotta go fresh. I'm gonna go fresh. Okay. It is in fact rotten. Brendan gets the point. I looked up Close Encounters of the Third Kind anyway to, to see if his name was plastered on any of that IMDb, IMDb page, and it's not. So I don't know where that came from. Um, guess the oh, percentage. Oh, yeah, I know. what this, I, I talked about this movie earlier. I, Did, I was, you? Did you? Well, I, I feel like this is unfair because I actually know what the exact percentage is from looking it up earlier. Um, 34. It's Microwave Massacre. It is Microwave Master at 34%. This is genre horror comedy directed by it's Wayne Bruin. You know what? Should we... Okay, Brennan, do you want to sacrifice a point? I mean, you're still like in the lead um, by like three, so... I, 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 the only way he... Actually, I don't even think he could win now, right? This yeah. round, no. Okay. Or we'll, this do one more. What, yeah, what about, we'll do one more. We'll do one more. What about take one point off? You know what? I'm taking two points off. Okay. And now it's Brendan four, Ian three. <laughs> That's right. I threw a fucking wrench yeah. in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. We don't play by the rules here, all right? It's the Wild West here. It's like Mad Max, okay? Number five. I'm just kidding. I'll give you one more point. It's three, five. As the oh, president okay. of a trashy TV channel, Max is desperate for new programming to attract viewers. When he happens upon a TV show dedicated to gratuitous torture and punishment, Max sees a potential hit and broadcasts the show on his channel. However, after his girlfriend auditions for the show and never returns, Max investigates the truth behind the TV show and discovers that the graphic violence may not be as fake as he thought. Well, that sucks. Because I haven't seen this movie, and I'm pretty sure it's Videodrome, and this man literally just looked it up. No, I didn't look up Videodrome. No. It's but I do, I do have the criterion for it. Weird flex. It's fresh. Oh, it's one hundred percent fresh. I mean, it it not score wise. He said one hundred percent. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm gonna go fresh as well. <laughs> it is in fact fresh. So you guys are both correct. What is your percentage? Eighty-seven. I want to say 90, but I feel like that's not correct. But I'm going to... It's an, it's it's within seven points, correct? Seven points. Um, I'm going to say 88. It is fresh at 80% with 25k reviews. Dude, I got the point again. Barely. <laughs> Ian took it. Genre horror directed by David Cronenberg. Cronenberg, sorry. Highest rated movie was The Fly, 1986, 93%. That's a good one. So that puts us as Brendan 3, Ian 2. He's now in the lead for the year. We're starting off a fresh year. At the end of this year, you guys get a life-size wood-carved doll of Dobby from Harry <laughs> Potter. So it's going to be an interesting year, guys. I really, really want that. Yeah, it's not happening. Um, what? <laughs> Oh, there was a, there was something I wanted to say at the beginning that I forgot. Um, anyone out there, I recommend one hundred percent a show called Thirty Coins. I really wanted to bring it up while it was still fresh in my mind. I still need to watch that. It's on um, HBO Max, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's an HBO Europe production about a a priest that moves to a small town in Spain, and uh, the priest is basically being hunted by a demon uh 
from a failed exorcism where he killed a child. And this is all told in the beginning. So I'm not spoiling anything. Um, it's in the first like 10 minutes. Um, and the demon is trying to get a coin back from him. And it's one of the, one of the 30 coins that Judas was paid when he turned on Jesus Christ. And What's the movie called? It, it's a TV show. It's called 30 oh. coins. It's um, there's only eight episodes. Each is an hour long. Um, I really recommend the show. The first two episodes, there's some great body horror stuff. Um, and I really like religious horror as well. So if anyone's into that, I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm not I'm into religious sure. horror, but I saw the trailer and it looked cool. It looked really cool. So I'm going to check it out for sure. I might even actually check it out after the cast. Who knows? Ooh. I'm pretty sure I heard that plot line from. Uh... Leprechaun 3. So, kind of a ripoff, just so you know, Brendan. Do you guys have any closing comments on angst before we head out of here? Angst is German for fear. Angst. As it says in 90s lingo, that's a cold <laughs> reference. Sorry, I'm bringing it back. This has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. The fat sausage of the Ruminations Radio Network. <laughs> if you like what we're doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Ruminations Red Room and on Twitter at OF Red Room. That's of Red Room. And please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and make sure you hit us up with a review and give us a rating. Let us know how bad Ian's taste is in movies, please. Just put it in the comment section. We'd really appreciate it. That being said, I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. And today with me, I have Brendan, the new blood. Don't ever let anyone tell you that you're not going to learn anything from listening to a podcast. What I've learned from this is that angst is German for fear and colobus is Latin for mutilation. <laughs> <laughs> and Ian with two E's. Yo, gabagoo. Um, you're welcome. Um, I'm sorry we were away for quite a while. But we get busy, man. We got lives. This is a, a full-time thing. You know, we do this for fun. We do this for fun. So, um, yeah. But uh, Mike. Dirty Mike. Shut up. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy New Year, Mike. If that dog would have died, I would have lost it. Stay spooky. Oh, yeah.